On today's episode of Locked On Spartans, we are getting you ready for basketball season. Shooty hoops are back. We've got Reasonable Genie, Take Tuesday, and Team Superlatives. Let's get going. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Spartans. It is Tuesday, November 24th. The year is 2020. I'm your host, Will Hunter, joined by my ready for basketball season co-host with a crying son in the background again, Matt Sheehan. He is more excited than I am, Will. He is fired (laughs) up. He is crying because we just won't stop talking about football lately. But you know what? This basketball talk is going to get him back. It's got me back. It's got you back. It's got all of Spartan Nation back, baby. That's right. This Saturday, not only do we have football in our lives, but we have most likely, hopefully, some joy of basketball back in our lives, Will. This is exciting. This is great. It's back, Will. It's back. Back. Did you say Saturday? Well, yeah, okay, so the first game is Wednesday, but I'm talking like, sure, there's like the football game is Saturday, but also joy Michigan State bringing you joy on Saturdays is back. Oh, is, is I got gotcha. you. Yeah, sorry. I I'm picking up what you're that. laying down. I there gotcha. we go. Good. All right, I someone gotcha. has to. All right, there we yeah. go. Look at that team chemistry right there with me yeah. and you, Will. We are <laughs> dialed in. We've only done like 250 podcasts together. That's Can it, you tell? <laughs> on today's show, we're going to uh, get ready for the season. We'll talk some specifics tomorrow about Eastern, what we want to see, players we, you know, Uh, What we're looking for, like, specifically, point guard, stuff like that. Today we want to be a little bit more broad. We're going to play Reasonable Genie off the top, which we'll explain in a minute. Then we're going to do our usual Take Tuesday basketball style. And then we're going to finish off the show with superlatives. So that's the plan. Reminder to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked On Spartans wherever you get your podcasts. We do this every single day. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. Matt, are you ready? I've, I've never been more ready. This is great. This is like Christmas Eve, man. This is the best. Day before MSU hoops. Woo! Are you excited to see a win? Uh, yeah, kind of. I am. But, like, I know I will be an absolute ball of uh, nervous <laughs> energy for the first, like, 10 minutes of the yes. Eastern game. Um, yeah. Even though it's just Eastern and we beat them by, like, what, 79 points last year, seemingly. Well, um, let's, let's hope that similar to that. I have no I, idea what I, I just not have one for that. Bring into the table. Uh, let's start off with Reasonable Genie. What Reasonable Genie yeah. is, I don't know, we find like a, a empty beer can somewhere on campus. It's a natty can, right. Yeah, it's yeah. been run over by a car on A natty lane, daddy. Yep. Not even natty mm-hmm. light. Natty yes. daddy can. <laughs> yep. 24-ounce natty daddy can. Yep. Uh, we rub on it and out comes a very Reasonable Genie. Yeah. And it is willing to grant us each. Usually we do three, but we're going to do two Reasonable Wishes today. What are the two things that we just want to see that are within reason, right? We're not yeah. going to say undefeated national championship. That's not within reason. That's that's unreasonable. Reasonable genie. Matt, you go first. What is your first wish from the reasonable genie? Yeah, so my first reasonable genie wish is that I just want Joey Hauser to show, shoot, if I can talk correctly, shoot close to his percentages that he did at Marquette. Okay. Now, that was, of course, two seasons ago, and they're good. They're, they're pretty big numbers. So, free throw stripe, 79%. Okay, that's beyond reasonable. Three-point percentage. Uh, with 3.1 threes per game, he shot 42.5% from three, mm-hmm. and that is massive. So, I'll just even say, you know what? 
If we can go on or off by maybe even 3%, I'll take 39% from Hauser. I'm not a greedy man. I'm not going to ask for something unreasonable from this genie. And just two-point percentage in general, uh, 46% from him. So... Yeah, he's going to be a major cog to this team for sure. I'll get more. I'll get to him more later on, uh, especially for our takes segment of this. But Ooh. yes, I would be jazzed by seeing Joey Hauser repeat his Marquette freshman year shooting numbers or close enough to them where they could be impactful for your Spartans. That's a good one. I was considering uh, like when we were th- pre-game, pre-show, whatever, talking when we were like, yeah. all right, we're doing reasonable genie. Like, all right, can I get something in there for Hauser? What's a good one for Hauser? And I was kind of kicking around, like, just be as good as we hope. Not like, you don't have to be mm-hmm. the Big Ten player of the year. Just be a really good starter who could stretch the floor, knock down threes, and be a good passing big. That rebounds. Like, that seemed a little bit kind of even, like, too lame and reasonable for a reasonable genie. I like yours better because you put some specifics okay, cool. to it. So, yeah, yeah that's, that's go. a good one. I'm with you. That's a, a better Joey Hauser one than I would have brought to the table. My first wish from the reasonable genie, just somebody play well at center for like okay, a, for yeah. a while. Doesn't matter sure. who. Bingham, okay. Kithier, Marbles, Isoko, do, just doesn't matter. Just somebody play good center. Doesn't have to be great. Can be the fifth out of five starters in terms of impact players. You know, we feel good about a lot of other spots on the floor. Center is like the biggest mystery. You know, we talk about point guard, mm-hmm. but I feel like Rocket Watts, you know, we feel pretty good about the time, the, the minutes he's going to play there. And we'll see about Foster Lawyer and AJ Hogard, who's that's how you say his name, Hogard. Did yeah. you see that? That was he news. He clear that up for everyone on the he's, yep. he's a man of the people. He, he wants it to be straight. AJ Hogard. Team tips off. Love so, it. So, I, I, but I, I just think center is like kind of a mystery right now. We really is four guys. Maybe more potentially that could be playing minutes at center. Just someone play well at center. That's it. Just you know, so, pretty solid center minutes. Yeah, I mean, just to piggyback off of that, uh, I actually had four things written down just in case, like you know, we had duplicates or whatever sure. before the show, and two of them fall right in line with that. It was one was that Sissoko is a fast learner. And, okay. Uh, just to keep it short, so yeah, the what you have at center is that you have Bingham, you have Kithier, you have Marble, you have Sissoko. Listen, Kithier, Marble, and Bingham are are fine players. They're good players, and there's nothing wrong with that. But Sissoko's ceiling is, I think, a great player. Now, can he get there by the end of freshman year? Maybe maybe not to great, but if he can get to a step over good, like a notch above good, like that'd be that'd be great. Like listen, it's it's not a physical thing. Like he's probably the most physical ready guy on the roster for mm-hmm. center, save oh, he's, he's Julius large. Marble maybe. But he, yeah, I mean, Kithier just last week said he's built like DK Metcalf, and it's an outrageous quote, but not not really if you've seen a picture of Matty Sissoko. Like, he's got wingspan, he's got a nice frame, he's got muscle. Like, I think he's the best shot for center if he can learn quick. And the other thing I wrote down too is uh, if Bingham can have the same junior season that Adrian Payne had back in the day. Now, Ooh, that's unreasonable. P- is it? Now, I know it was because sophomore year, Adrian Payne, he got a little more usage than Bingham did last year. Uh, I think he played about like maybe six more minutes per game, and he averaged seven points, whereas Bingham only averaged four last year. Junior year, Adrian Payne, and that has been the comparison for a while, even before Bingham's gotten here, that, oh, he could be like an Adrian Payne sort of project. Bingham, his junior year, averaged 10 and 7. So, like, that is asking a lot. I know those aren't crazy numbers, but that would be quite the jump. Ten and, a, yeah, ten and a half, and, and seven output. and a half. 
Uh, 2.1 stocks, steals plus blocks. Yeah, so what was go. that? All right, so, so the unreasonable genie won't, won't grant me that it one. It feels a little unreasonable because he okay. came out and shot 38% on decent volume. He was putting mm-hmm. the ball on the floor. It was, I don't know. The, no, the that's, volume that, that's went, fair. Yeah. And that's it, why I had a fourth one written down. Yeah, his senior season is certainly unreasonable. Maybe, maybe totally, junior season. Totally. Junior season, maybe it's not that unreasonable. Ten and seven, like it's he can get there. Will he? Probably not. So maybe I'm pushing the envelope a little bit. But yeah, like it also just I was kind of more working the angle. Like Bingham is pain, or ideally, like that's his ceiling. So if he can, because we listen, we need to jump from Bingham this year, right? Like yes. we, he, he was the highest guy in that class, and there's been uh, all of this talk about his ceiling. Can he actually get close to it this year? I mean, that's not to say that like we were disappointed in him the last two years. Like the guy was still pretty green and pretty raw to the game of basketball, only starting playing basketball formally in high school. Like he's, you know, it's it's a pretty new thing for him, still relatively speaking. And now he has but shoulders. It would be nice to, see, and now he has shoulders, and it'll be actually nice to start seeing some production here out of Bingham. Like, and we saw flashes of it last year. We talked about it all the time. The Marcus Bingham experience, like he had some boneheaded plays, but my golly gee willikers, he had some moments that were like, oh, oh yeah, this this can can ball out, man. Like this is great. So maybe we can just tidy up uh, the messes uh, left and right here, Bingham. That'd be pretty nice. What's your second one? We gotta go. It was just Foster blind on the court, like looking like he belongs. Now okay. half of it is just because I've been a huge bandwagon fan of his, and I, I'm I'm tired of looking like a moron with my predictions. <laughs> and B, it's going to be very very important for the team to yes. have a competent point guard. And yes. uh, say what you will about Rocket on ball, I'm sure he'll be fine on ball. But I just like him better off ball, so that's where I sit on that. Him looking like he belongs, perfectly reasonable. Perfectly reasonable. Wait, that's, that's not asking good a lot, right? No, <laughs> no just be right. out there and be like, okay, he he finally fits in. He can always he's always been able to shoot it. Now he can do some other things. And defensively, it's bad, but it's not a, a catastrophe every single time down. All right, my yeah. last wish from the reasonable genie is that they play the NCAA tournament. Oh, stop. Like, honestly, I, I, I'm i still, like, too, like, sad and just bitter and salty and emotional about last one's getting canceled. I, I can't even have this conversation still. I'm, I'm broken. I'm a broken man. I think it's pretty reasonable just given the financial implications of not doing so. What's your, what is your percent chance that they think that, that you think they will do it? Uh, close to 100. Yeah, I was going to say mine's at, like, 91% that they'll do it. So one way or another. I yeah, uh, I, they won't be first in line, but vaccines are going to be hitting high revenue athletic departments relatively quickly. Yeah, we'll see how all that great. all that goes out. It's supposed to be like three weeks. People start getting them. That's something to keep an eye on. There's just too much money at stake. They'll figure it yeah. out. They got to play it. They have the NCAA has to play it. They don't have any money, and it's like they're the NCAA, the organization of the NCAA needs the tournament this year, and its member institutions could really use the money. Yeah, right. I would say so. Let's pause. We'll come back and play Take Tuesday MSU basketball style. But first, a word from Coors Light. These days, it seems like life forces us to be on all the time, but every now and then it's important to stop and hit the reset button, Matt. And that's when you reach for a delicious Coors Light's Mountain Cold Refreshment that is made to chill, Matt. You got to have some Coors Light on deck. You got to have them ready for Wednesday. Wednesday, and if not Wednesday, definitely Saturday. Like, yes. that's bring out the full 24 rack for that one. <laughs> back to back Spartans. First yeah. time since 2001. <laughs> that's, that's too many beers. 
But, you know, we got basketball Over the season. Over 24 hours, responsibly. Thank you very much, Will. You start at midnight, you end at midnight. That's one beer an hour. Thank you very much. You might die. Yeah. Anyway, okay. yeah, we, we got basketball back. Football's been around. We got, you know, four or five weeks here of extreme Michigan State sports just going crazy. I don't even know what I'm going to do with the newsletter. You've probably got a bunch of things you're going to be writing about. We're going to be busy as heck on the podcast. All that work going on, we're going to need to take some chill moments. We're going to have to stop, hit the reset button, and chill out with mountain cold refreshment that is made to chill from Coors Light. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies, perfect for a moment to unwind. And that is why it is the beer we choose when we need to unwind. So when you want to hit the reset button, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Celebrate responsibly. Oh, celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, this. Golden, Colorado. That a babe. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, Matt. Take Tuesday. Basketball style. You throw some takes out there. I say if they're takes or fakes, let's get it going. Yeah, let's just get right back into the Joey Hauser talk, man. And I don't know how hot of a take this is. Like, this is one of the takes where, like, I don't really know the temperature on the MSU fan base with how they feel about who will be the team MVP this mm. year. Mm. And uh, spoiler alert, uh, it, it's Joey Hauser. That's how oh. I see it playing out this year. I know. Uh, so it, it, for, before I go any further, is, is that a spicy take at all or, or no? Well, that's that's not how you play the game, Matt. I, I, know, I know it's – okay, anyway. So my reasoning behind Joey Hauser, of course there are guys like Aaron Henry – that turned on the NBA to come back. There's guys like Rocket Watts, who was heating up and brought some spice onto the court to end last year. I think Aaron Henry's still going to be your low double-digit scores, high-rebound guy, which is fine. That's great. Honestly, MSU needs a guy like that, and Aaron Henry fits that mold perfectly. Uh, Rocket Watts, he will have some amazing games. Now, with the consistency for him, we'll see. However, I think that Hauser is going to be the guy. Like, you have a guy at the four who can shoot... In his one season, albeit small sample size, 42%. Let's just say he shoots 38% from three. I think he's going to be a game changer. I think he's going to be a big mismatch for a lot of other teams in the Big Ten. I just think Joey Hauser is... I think a lot of people think that Joey Hauser is good. I still think that people are underestimating how important he's going to be to this team this year. And honestly, like from what I've heard too, from people that like watched practice all last year when that's all he could do... His defense is nothing to like sniff at either. Like he's he's, mm-hmm. a guy, he's a pretty good defensive player as well, which is nice to see. So, just based on what he did year one at Marquette, based on everything, and not to go all Mister <laughs> Insider, but like based on everything I've heard from people on the inside last year watching practice, like oh yeah, the man is dangerous, very dangerous. And this is not in any way. I'm not trying to disrespect Henry or Watts at all. I just think that Hauser is going to be even better than a lot of people think. Take. Or fake? Am I feeling myself too much on no. this Joey Hauser love? Okay. No, but I, I'm going to go fake. Okay. I think That's he's going to be really good. 
Uh, I think he's going to yeah. be good on both sides of the court. And he's going to shoot and stretch the floor and make plays in the uh, like the screen games. Good screen setter. Kind of what Tillman would do. Get the ball at the wing. Make some, make some good passes. Like From all accounts, he's a really good passing big. I think he's going to be really good. I think Rocket Watts is going to be the MVP of this team. Okay, fair. Yeah, I mean, the, the, any argument can be made amongst the three between Henry, yeah. Hauser, and He uh, is a very good defender. We know that all three of these mm-hmm. guys have the potential to, and, and Henry's probably the best one at this time. We'll see what happens, you know, as the season progresses. But Watts is going to be tasked with guarding a lot of really good guards. Um, and I think he's going to do a good job, and that's a, a lot of weight to carry on the defensive end, considering he's probably going to lead the team in shots. Right, I, I think yeah. he probably should. Probably. Just the nature of the way he plays, ball in his hand, attacking the rim. You know, early in the season we saw him kind of have half dozen welcome to college basketball moments, where it's like, yeah, you're gonna need to go a little stronger than that if you want to get to the free throw line or if you want to get a bucket. But he definitely progressed through the season. You could see him getting more comfortable around the rim. His shooting got way better. Like he started off ice cold, really settled in, has just a, a lot of ability in terms of ways to get a shot off, places to get a shot off, how he can play with screens. Uh, he's going to be probably in charge of pushing the ball on the breaks. And I, I think this MSU team is going to run a lot. Then he can go off ball, spot up in the corners. Come off a screen, take a shot, hit a step back, right? It's just, there's a lot to his game. And I think he's really still just scratching the surface. Like, he's crazy talented. And you know someone is like a special offensive creator when Tom Izzo. Tom Izzo is like, I will let you take those shots on occasion so long as you do the other stuff, right? Like, it takes a (laughs) And he got that as a true freshman. And so I think, you know, Izzo sees the potential there. I think he starts to tap into it. Uh, this season and you know there's going to be games where he's going to score 24 26 maybe 30 like I think he's going to have big numbers scoring the ball this year while playing really good defense yeah I mean hey listen it's it's not anything that could be like oh you're crazy for uh, yeah of course like foster lawyer team MVP now now we're getting somewhere I think right <laughs> exactly actually to go off of that, uh, can I issue you take number two? Yes, this is a, we're only doing two. To, or, do you have two or three? Uh, well, I, I have three, but the third one is more of like Big Ten as a okay. whole. And th- this one can be a long discussion, honestly. So we'll uh, see how far we get with this. Okay. okay. I'll try to keep this short. But your day one, this is my prediction, all, all prediction right now. Day one, starting lineup will be Foster at the one, Rocket at the two, Henry at the three, Hauser at the four, Bingham at the five. The season will end with... Rocket at the one, Lankford at the two, Henry at the three, Hauser at the four, Sissoko at the five. So I think, Ooh. in short, you start the season with Foster at the point guard, which is controversial in its own, I guess. Everyone's got an opinion on Foster Lawyer, no question about that. And the season also starts with Bingham getting the starting center role, but ends with Rocket sliding up there, Lankford getting introduced back into the starting lineup, and then Sissoko taking over by the end of the year. I know that's a lot to throw at you, but no, what about no. that is take? What about that is fake? Uh, start the season, take. Okay. End of the season, I'm like right there, but I would think Bingham over Sissoko, even end of the season okay. to start. Yeah. But maybe like as a closing lineup, if you're saying like end of the game, 
who's like the last to end the season, the last lineup MSU uses. I could see Sissoko in there, although Bingham does the stuff well, but like late game, shot blocking presence, energy finisher, grab an offensive rebound. We'll see. But I, I, I don't know. I do think Bingham is most likely to be the best center out of the group, the one you want on the floor the most. But it wouldn't surprise me if it was Sissoko. So I think you nailed it to start the season. I think that's what we see. And I think Lawyer, you know, goes into a reserve, not a reserve, but just like a primary backup, can come off the bench, take a few shots, hit some threes, you know, get you in a good game. Like, hey, Foster just played six possessions and has nine points. Whoa, what? how did that happen? Like a little bit of a, a microwave type thing where he's just going to put up a handful of threes and then he could go three for four really quickly in a spell, but also able to kind of come in, relieve the point guards and calm things down, do a good job and not be how it was last year where it's like, oh, Foster's in. I hope he doesn't turn it over. I hope he <laughs> looks competent. So mm-hmm. I'm with you on starting the season. They like to reward upperclassmen and team guys and captains and, you know, our kind of guy stuff. With starts at the beginning of the season, I think that's kind of how they – Start it maybe the more conservative route, and then yeah, we'll see how things play out. End of the season, yeah. Because speaking of end of the season, maybe a low key hottest take or hottest part of that take is that like Malik Hall's left off. Yeah. Malik Hall was a guy that started a lot of games down the stretch yeah. at the end of the We're season, like both Maryland games. No, of course, like, like he's not in either of my starting lineups, and that's I mean, I, I feel kind of foolish with it, especially after he, the way he ended the season finding himself on the starting lineup. So, yeah, I could very well see that happening, too. I could also see Langford starting the season out there. I could yeah. see Kithier starting the season out there. Like, that's mm-hmm. the thing. It's like Bingham isn't a lock to start the season at the five. Like, it, it could be Kithier, it could be Marble, it could be um, Bingham. I just don't see Sissoko doing it as a freshman, but maybe by the end of the year, I don't know if it's I'm hoping that he does or that I think he will. I think it's a little bit of both. Um but yeah, I don't know, man. Like it's it's always a age-old debate. Like, what's the starting lineup going to be going into the season? But I feel like this year it's more magnified than any other season in the past, just because of who you have to replace with Cassius mm-hmm. Tillman and Langford's health. What's going on with him? I mean, so yeah, it's 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 fascinating. That's why I'm excited Wednesday just to see who. I mean, I I could just watch the opening tip, turn off the TV, and be somewhat happy. You know, like okay, that was good enough for me. Got closure on the starting lineup. Cool. So. God, right. I'm so excited. It's back. Do your last take quickly. we got like 30 seconds. Oh, I was just going to be boring and join the rest of the media in uh, guessing that the order for the top four in the Big Ten is going to be uh, Wisconsin, Iowa, Illinois, Michigan State in that order. Sorry, Spartan fans. Fake Iowa. Get out of there. See, I, I Iowa doesn't need any defense if your best defense is your offense scoring 87 points a game. Like, I think there is going to be something to that. So that's why I have them second in the Big Ten. I just, I don't know. I have no insight. Oh, I don't want to see it. I hate anything. Iowa basketball, but I, I just, I just feel like yeah. they're going to be worse than they, they should be. I hope so. I, I, well, I would love to be wrong about that, but uh, cars are coming back. Bohan, Bohan is 23 years old and he's about to play Big Ten basketball. Like, there's got to be something yeah. about that. All right, let's pause here. We'll come back and talk about some superlatives for the basketball team. But first word from Built Go. Built Go! Built Go is from the makers of Built Bar. It is an energy gel. It's a energy drink slash pre-workout slash protein bar, all compressed into one, one and a half ounce, easy to take pack 
of gel and matte. It is the key to breaking through your wall. Whatever your wall is, mile time, 5K time, bench press, job at interview, whatever it is, whatever that wall in front of you is, Built Go is the solution to break through that wall. And it's not like all these other energy gels where you have to plug your nose and, and swallow it down painfully. These things are delicious, Matt. Absolutely. No, they, they go absolutely hard. Yeah, we got peanut butter, honey, chocolate coconut, and chocolate mint. Matt, you said peanut butter, honey on a Granny Smith apple slice? Yeah, I treat yourself to it. Just do it. <laughs> and, and see what happens. Just try it. These things are the best workout gels on the market. Small, easy-to-carry packages. You can put them wherever, your gym bag, your golf bag, your briefcase, doesn't matter. It's like five-hour energy without the crash feeling, and it's natural, so it's better for your body. Fast-absorbing collagen protein gets it into your system fast, and it's easy on the stomach. Like I said, no crash. B6, B12 keeps you going strong. Go to BuiltGo.com right now. Use promo code LOCKED and you'll get 30% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED for 30% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. Today's episode is also brought to you by Home Field Apparel, the wonderful fine folks at Home Field. Yes, sir. We've got Black Friday slash Cyber Monday deals for you from Home Field Apparel. I'll tell you about them in just a second. But first, Home Field makes incredibly comfortable, officially licensed collegiate apparel. They go through old programs, yearbooks, stuff like that, and find vintage marks, put them on t-shirts to make really unique, awesome, and incredibly comfortable shirts and sweatshirts. You have to absolutely check them out. They released their vintage Michigan State line back in August. It's fantastic. Matt, you and I each have two shirts. We both love them dearly. I've been wearing it like every other day. I need to stop doing that or it's going to get worn well, out. Yeah. True. That's why I got excited when he started the ad read because I did my Black Friday shopping today oh. and I got like $50 off with uh, the promo oh. code that you're about to drop on everyone. So Excellent. Uh, if you're a family yes. member listening to this podcast, uh, get ready for some home field to appear in your stocking this Christmas. But there yes, sir. Yes. Holiday shopping season has started, yep. baby. It is time. If you want to get your stuff in time for Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever you're celebrating this holiday season, the time is now to order it. They've got a Cyber Monday, Black Friday deal going on. You can get 30% off Homefield Vintage Collegiate Collection. So it's all their stuff with here's the here's the promo code. It's a little bit different. BF locked on Spartans. So BF for Black Friday. BF locked on Spartans. Enter that at checkout at homefieldapparel.com and you will get 30% off, Matt. That is a big number. You need to get in there in order now if you want to get it in time for the holidays. BF Locked On Spartans at checkout, homefieldapparel.com. And the sale is going on Black Friday. uh, Oh, no, excuse me. The the Black Friday sale is going on now, today, starts already, through Cyber Monday, which is November 30th. One more time. BF Locked On Spartans at checkout for 30% off at homefieldapparel.com. Okay, so... Superlatives. Superlatives, superlatives, superlatives. Nail it. Superlatives. Okay, Matt, you've got the superlatives. Why don't you throw them out there and we can answer these and get on out of here? Yeah, let's just start where we left off the last segment. Just the Big Ten as a whole. Let's just do a Big Ten champ. Let's just cut right to the chase. Who's the number one team at the end of the Big Ten season? Michigan. Oh, I'm sorry. Wow, look at you. Oh, yeah. No, no wonder people like you more. This is great. Uh, probably Wisconsin. 
Yeah, it is. Uh, they're really. They're going to be really good. They were really good last they're year. They're good and they're, and they're old. That's yeah, the they, they are old. Everyone. They returned literally everyone. Micah Potter's back. Demetrius Trice is back for a seventh season. Brad Davidson for a ninth season. Mm-hmm. Like, does no one check the eligibility in, in Madison anyway? But yeah, it's 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 Wisconsin in my opinion. With Iowa second, Illinois third. Just like I said last segment, that's how I have it stacked up. Okay. I know, kind of boring. All right, let's talk about MSU. It's all right. It's all right. It's, you know, we would love to be surprised this year. (laughs) Sure. Oh, that'd be absolutely great. Uh, Breakout player for your Spartans. And this is going to be a little hard because, like, every player kind of has had a good amount of run. But who's going to be your breakout guy? Who's making the biggest jump in this season? The biggest jump. Uh, Can Rocket Watts be the biggest jump? I'll allow it. Yeah. I'll Can he go it. from like a pretty good player to like whoa, like a prima donna? Yeah, sure. L- prima no, what? Prima donna. S- supernova. Why'd you say prima donna? Anyway, I got my wires yeah. crossed. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think Rocket Watts. That's my my prediction. It's a little sure. bold, but Rocket Watts is going to go from like a, a pretty good player to like a no doubter first team All Big Ten, one of the best players in the conference, one of the best scorers in the conference. So that's my pick. I'm going to go with Mr. Gabe Brown is who I'm going to go with. That was my um, other option. I thought about Bubba. Yeah, and, I, you know, he obviously had flashes last year. Like, I mean, 17 points against Nebraska last year. That was cool. But mm-hmm. he did have, you know, some walls in the season, right? Like, the, the to end the season, oh, yeah. uh, the last four games of the season, I'm looking at it right now, he only scored six combined points. Like, so mm-hmm. maybe more consistency with Gabe. Like, there was times last year where he got in, like, some moments where he was, like, seemingly a little timid. And also for a cherry on top, well, I think this is finally the year Gabe Brown kills someone at the rim. I think this is <laughs> yes. finally the year. Yes. He's gotten close, like, five times in his freshman season, five times in his sophomore season. But I think for once and for all, this is the year he finally just pops someone right in the head. So uh, <laughs> I welcome that. So give me Gabe Brown for my breakout player uh now this is a little different than breakout player but unsung hero so i don't know if you could equate this to like the sixth man of the year award or something like that but that's kind of like glue guy the the ilk we're going with yeah glue the glue guy yes best non-starting white guy uh okay you pretty much just took mine so yeah thomas kithier mine was gonna be great okay great (laughs) perfect Took it no, right out of my like, mouth. <laughs> we're we're joking about just the the stereotypicalness right, of, of who wins that award, but he really does like define that. Like yeah. he sets screens and he runs and he blocks shots and he grabs offensive rebounds and he's not gonna do anything flashy or special yeah. or anything that wows you, but he's just gonna be a solid, important member. He's gonna eat key minutes against bigs who are gonna be better than them. Better than him, but he's going to hold his own. He's going to really, like, it's, he's very important, but he's not going to get talked about. It feels like the only time we talk about Kithier, uh, aside from, like, the beginning of the season, it's like, hey, Kithier, doing some nice stuff. And then anytime he's in, because someone else has sort of, like, leapt him, it's like, oh, Kithier again, really? Like, n- he doesn't excite anyone. He, he doesn't do anything snazzy or sexy or anything like that, but he's just solid. And I know it's stereotypical to pick <laughs> the... the 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 big white guy who's not a starter uh, for the, for the unsung hero award, but he really is like he's the honest answer that if I had to bet money on this, I would say it's him. Like he's gonna do dirty work, he's gonna do the stuff that's really important, and it helps. It's winning basketball. It's not flashy. It's not special. 
Well, I should say it's not. It, it is special. It takes a special kind of player yeah, to, nice. to do that kind of stuff. But that's what he does, and I think that's the pick. I, I think what also hurts Kithier too, like in the perspective of a lot of people, is like he he plays in like a two year stretch where there are some physically imposing big men out there yeah. in the conference too, and like at yep. his six foot nine tops frame that he has, like. Listen, like him against Coburn, like come on, or yeah. O'Toole last year, or Teskey last year, like it, 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 the chips are stacked against him. Don't get me wrong, like he's he's fine. He, he he does what he does, but like tough time to be like a six foot nine, two hundred twenty pound player uh, in, yeah. in, in in the Big Ten. But so right. like it, you could do a lot worse for oh, our starting two bigs are in trouble, or our starting bigs in trouble. We need someone to come eat six minutes here at the end of the half. Totally, you totally. could do a lot worse than him, and that's that's what he's going to do for this team. Yeah. Uh, last one is hottest take. Are you just going to do Thomas Kithier, Big Ten Player of the Year? Or are you just going <laughs> to parlay right into that? Do your do yours first. Oh, I'm going right back to the Foster Lawyer uh, double-digit points well. I'm going to put Foster Loyal, Foster Lawyer, I should say, seven Big Ten games with double-digit scoring points, baby. Let's wow. go. Let's go. Lucky number seven. I think I said like ten double-digit scoring games last year. Fell a little short of that one, but you know what? We're feeling good in his junior year, baby. His moxie's back. Lawyer's back. He's a captain. He's got confidence on his side. The team's ready to ride with him. I'm ready to ride with him. You all should be ready to ride with him. Seven double-digit scoring performances in Big Ten play. Well, All right, mine is this is a Final Four team. By oh, the end of, God, by the, end oh, of the season, okay. there's going to be some growing pains, but by the end of the season, they're going to be a Final Four team. Wow. They're going to round into form. Wow. They're going to have a high-end score. They're going to have a wonderful big pairing partner with him and Joey Hauser that can stretch the floor and shoot the three. Aaron Henry's going to do Aaron Henry things. They're going to have more shooting. Like Gabe Brown should, in theory, shoot it a little better. Foster Lawyer, more minutes, good shooter. We'll see if any of the freshmen can sort of bring anything to the table. You would think Marble will be a little bit better. Malik Hall will be a little bit better, right? Langford, who we haven't talked about enough, like if he's truly healthy and can get back into the swing of things, Final Four team by the end of the season. And one thing that you didn't it's my mention that take. I think... No, it's a, it, well, it's a hot take for sure, like in any year. Like, Final Four is very hard to get to, even if you have a dynamite team. But I think also the defense of this team, too. Yes. And obviously, yes. You're, you're losing Tillman, who's an all-world defender. Like, yep. very hard-pressed to find a better Spartan defender in the last 10 years, besides Draymond Green and besides Xavier Tillman. I still think, though, that this is going to be a pretty damn good defensive team. Start with Hauser. You got Sissoko and Bingham, or Marble, if you want to, at the five. Just like you were talking earlier, Rocket Watts, his defense, great. Langford, if he can be anything close to what he was before, awesome. Aaron Henry, Gabe Brown can clamp you down. Malik Hall has clamped people down. It's a good defensive team this year. And I don't feel like a lot of people are talking about it, but maybe because, well, how sexy is it to talk about defense, especially in this day and age of basketball. Probably not going to get a lot of headlines. But, yeah, I, I think it's a very good defensive makeup. I agree. Team. So yeah. that's one reason to be excited too. I think they can be a really good defensive team, and we'll see. It's going to be different offensively. It's not going to be Cassius running through ball screens uh, and creating. It'll be different. We'll see. Uh, it may take more time to get things going, but I do think there's enough talent to ultimately get to a point where they have a pretty good offense. All right, that's going to do it for us here on today's episode of Locked On Spartans. Join us tomorrow where we will break down some specific things we want to see from Michigan State 
as they take on Eastern Michigan. And we're going to look uh, ahead to football a little bit. I think we'll do the line. We'll talk about the spread, point spread, initial impressions of Michigan State and Northwestern. And then we will uh, have a show for you out on Thanksgiving, a normal show. We're going to record Wednesday and do a normal show for Thanksgiving. That'll be all the preview stuff. And then Friday, we'll have a truncated episode that'll be a basketball preview crossover episode with our Locked On Notre Dame brethren. So that's the plan for the rest of the week. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Reminder to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked On Spartans wherever you get your podcast. Matt, take us home. Go get your shopping for the holidays on, guys. Homefieldapparel.com. BF Locked On Spartans, 30% off. Guys, go save that cheddar. Let's go. Let's go. Go, Rick.